0: joe pags show to talk to joe call 888-941-PAGS and now it's joe pags hey glad to have you thanks a lot for stopping by big hour coming your way campus reform at the bottom of the hour some nuttiness on campus stories that'll make your your face hurt make sure you stick around for that we also have uh, muriel bowser is now uh, showing what a hypocrite she is she's the dc mayor we'll have that for you this guy Deese who um, is the economic advisor for Joe Biden. He talks about recession or not. Plus, Whoopi Goldberg with some fun. Oh, yeah, Whoopi with some fun. She After The View apologized yesterday, she had to apologize today, which I think is kind of funny, on a Thursday. Feeling all right? Let's go.
1: Seems I got to have a change. That's how we do. Carrie, how's it
0: going? Yeah, it's, it's
1: going okay. Just enjoying a yeah. little Mel, Mark, and Don on this Thursday
0: evening. Hello, making so it happen. It every every GFR fan cannot stand when you do that. Sam, get it done as well. Scream. Of course, it would be Mark, Don, and Mel. No and Don. The and took the Either way, we're feeling all right. Let's go. So different. just love that it's so different, but it's the same song. How come you
1: don't sing to this one? Not that I
0: want you to, but... Um, Huey Lewis has a deeper voice than Mark Farner. Mm-hmm.
1: So singing so
0: this one would be harder for me. That. That's why I do the bass line. I do the Mel part. See, you like Mel so much that I, I do the Mel part.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay, got it.
0: But I mean, now now you've given me the idea. I should start singing to this one, too. No, no,
1: no, no. I Here we go. Come that on, that everybody. Yeah.
0: You know it nailed it. Yeah, please don't ever do that no, again. But no. you said it. No, I know. I... Oh, I think it's a good sorry. idea. I'm sorry, people. Wow. Thanks. Carrie, thank you. I'm
1: See, see I mean?
0: Do you understand now? <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. So don't ask silly it. questions. Okay,
0: thank you for stopping. <laughs> what do you mean? That I'll it pick it right back really up. Don't even. i too much to do
1: before I die.
0: Come tell. on, Carrie, sing it. Mm-hmm. See, don't ask, don't ask silly oh, questions. Okay, you, you I know understand. You know what I'll do. Uh, okay. You know what I'll do. I
1: will not ask for that. I'm don't do that no (laughs) they actually
0: literally and those in flint michigan know this those in all parts of michigan know this they called him the canary oh because sang so high so clear uh, and just really just cut right through i mean great Mm. harmonies with don um don sang lead he don is the drummer And, and he is actually still with grand funk railroad so is um so is mel mark is not I'm not at liberty to get into all the rigmarole about why he's not with them anymore. But Mark Mm -hmm. is still on his own uh, doing stuff. Um, But um, very, very good harmonies. Now, Don sang their biggest song ever, which was an American band. He sang it and wrote it.
1: Good, good good stuff. Yeah,
0: very good song. He did that one. He also sang um, Some Kind of Wonderful, Mm, which is another great song Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. Grand Funk Railroad. But the harmonies and just the differences in the voices, just what a great group. And I don't think Mel sang at all. I think Mel is the base guy, and that's ew, it. Ew, and great at it. That's great why. Great at you, it.
1: You get so ticked when I mention him first. Probably. Well, no, no, I don't get ticked at all. They
0: just nobody would ever say Mel, Mark, and Don or whatever it the hell just you're saying. Right. nobody <laughs> would ever say that. <laughs> <It> just sounds <laughs> you're, better. you say Mel, Mark, <laughs> and Mel, Don, and Mark. What are you saying?
1: Mel, Mark, and Don.
0: Okay, I mean, I'm not angry at it, but he might be. Yeah, I got
1: gotcha. you. Okay. Guess it should no, be how do you Don Mark feel about Mark that? And Mel, huh?
0: Please don't do that. No. We'll say no, no, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, and there might have been, who knows, there might have been infighting. But it was definitely Mark, Don, and Mel. Mm, Okay. Now, they added a, 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 if you listen to American Band, there is, you can hear like a a, a Hammond B3 in the background, which is an organ. So they did add a fourth person, but at the time, they are like the biggest power trio on the planet. Mm. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm a big fan. Obviously, I'm friends with these guys. Do you, do you have Don's number?
1: <clears throat> no, I do your not. Cell phone,
0: and I know you. I call do. Don. I call Don right now if I want, you know.
1: <sighs> But again, you know, you kept wanting to. Hey, can I play saxophone on one of your songs? Oh no, he said he has said and...
0: no since 1996. Okay. actually, I think I met him in like 1992. <laughs> so for 30 <laughs> years,
1: saying no since Don Brewer <laughs> has told me
0: no to playing saxophone with Grand Funk <laughs> Railroad, like and every time I ask him, what do you think he says?
1: Uh, no, we're a trio.
0: There is no saxophone. Yeah in yeah. grand funk no that's no, no, it no. and i got in trouble once because i actually suggested he go and sing karaoke just don't tell anybody who he is
1: <laughs> he didn't like that idea did rock he?
0: stars don't do that now he <laughs> didn't say that his wife did he, he he's not that 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 guy but his wife was like no 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 He he's he do you not know who these people are Sleep. and then i looked into it i was like oh yeah that would have been kind of dumb but yeah. how cool would it have been you know like bon jovi his his career is on a downslide so no. he'll do that he'll go and he'll show up <laughs> no, wear a mask like- Wear a costume and, he's done that and to go surprise, to some bar, to,
1: to surprise some fans. Yeah, but he's yes. not doing it as a side gig or anything right. because he's you know no 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 no. Don't. No, even I think there. it was a side gig. It I think was I think not- he got.
0: I think I think they paid him like a hundred dollars, and he went and he bus. He actually was the bus boy for the night. He actually busted the tables.
1: No, you're lying. You're lying. They sang a
0: song or two. You're lying. He's got a
1: jillion dollars. He's just fine.
0: A jillion. A
1: jillion. I'm sure. It's a lot let me ask you this Do
0: you think that john bon jovi today has more money or he had more money at their at their in their heyday at the height of their success
1: i don't know i think with everything he has going on i think he has more money now
0: you know he had a better voice back then <sighs> you can't even argue that point
1: there is something going as on as badly as you think there I sing, there is something going on with i've never been a half tour. step off
0: ever mm-hmm. ever because I, I look the song bend that i did yeah I was at least a half step off. That's why you've never but that heard
1: we've it. We've never heard it. I know. Right, you're
0: not going to hear it. I'm not Bon Jovi. I won't release it if it sounds like crap. <laughs> oh wow. No, but anyway, okay. no. We should have. We should have uh, Don back on the show. It'd be should, fun yeah. to have Don Brewer Absolutely. back on the show. They're still out there touring. I was up in Michigan recently and went to the um went to the Indians at the the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe has the Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And um, uh, I actually, I think I walked away with about 300 other dollars. I think I left on top.
1: Hey, nice. But
0: uh, like two days after I was leaving Michigan, Grand Funk Railroad was going to be at the Soaring Eagle Casino, which is actually kind of cool. Oh,
1: I'm sure they would have called you up on stage to sing with them. It's no. Too bad.
0: Let me be as clear as I can. Don't, listen, I I am not going to lie about this. Don doesn't want me anywhere near singing or playing with the group.
1: That's why I but like him. But we are him. very yeah. good
0: friends. He's a great guy. We hang out. We talk. When they were in San Antonio, you know I went. Went backstage, hung out with them for a while. Yeah. And it was, it's the fun... I, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. So we get done with... The, with uh, they do their thing. And the piano player, um, Tim actually here's me off to the side singing their song yeah bags come on because i'm like friends with all these guys right mm-hmm. so uh, i'm not singing on a microphone nobody else can hear me but maybe him and he's just jamming out and he's having a good time they get done they all pack up they got a different lead singer now they've got a guy on guitar and i can't think of his name right now i think it's bruce Kulick. he used to be with kiss oh, yeah. and then you've got uh, yeah he's awesome and, and uh, don is still on drums and you've got a new lead singer he used to be with 38 special max somebody i can't think of his last name but uh, I went backstage afterwards and hung out with him. And Don walks in, and I hadn't seen Don in ten years. But we're friends, and we've been friends, uh, you know, friends with his, his wife first because she was the DJ that took over for me in West Palm Beach when when I did afternoon drive. She did she did the night show, Sonny Quinn. So he walks in, sees me, sort of pats me on the on the arm because we haven't really said hello yet. He was busy playing drums. And I say, Don, that was amazing. I can't believe the uh, uh, the uh, energy, the entire audience. You had him in the palm of your hand. He's not even flinching. He's not even looking at me. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell did I do? I, I said, yeah, I hope Sonny's doing well. I hope the kids are doing well. What, how's it going in Florida? They still live in Florida. Uh, really glad to see you up here, uh, over here in Texas. Uh, again, man, th- you, you, they, when you were singing, some kind of wonderful, forget it, man. These people would have done anything for you. Nothing. Mm. Didn't flinch. May have given me a dirty look. <laughs> I'm like, screw you, Brewer. Who are you? <laughs> I give me even more now. So he walks up to me and then he slowly takes the earplugs out of his ears. Pags, how you doing? It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, did See, he didn't hear a word I said. I had a complete conversation with the guy. Uh, yeah, nothing I wonder if from I Don could Brewer do It's like why is he hating on me? What did I
1: watch put some earplugs in.
0: you know you're a little too sassy. It's not Friday yet. <laughs>
1: And how many times are you going to say that you're friends with him? I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. Well, he and I are tight. I mean, I would, we're okay. very, we're very, we're friends. Uh, okay. Well, let, let me just a say a this. Sonny wrote time. the book about going on tour and may have mentioned me in the book. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? I mean, okay. are you in the book?
1: No, I sh- I'm I sure I am not. No, because I'm that... not friends with Don and Sonny and Mark.
0: Oh, see, now, somebody and in Mel. the chat room is saying I'm a Don Brewer fanboy. No, I'm a Don Brewer friend. <laughs> What? What is the issue?
1: Okay. We all know know your friends. I understand. Yes, and you have his phone number and I do not. That makes you a better Now, he production. also announced yes.
0: to the band, oh, yeah, have you heard? He's a real conservative, this one on the radio. I'm like, don't act like that's a <laughs> negative, Don. Don't start your crap, Ruer. Now he's a really great guy. Uh, and if you can see Grand Funk Railroad, go out there, because he still plays the drums just as well as he did back in the day. And think about it. They sold out Shea Stadium in 1972 or 1973, almost 50 years ago, Carrie.
1: Wow, that's a long time. Isn't that crazy? That
0: is a long
1: time. And they're crazy. still touring. So that's pretty
0: cool. They are. They're still getting it done. All right. Uh, uh, I've got to give you this, this comment from this Deese idiot. I mentioned that he was talking about recession today. His name is Brian Deese, D E E S E. And he said, um, The information that came out on Thursday shows virtually no signals that the U.S. is in a recession. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Carrie. You're the news maven. Mm -hmm. The president of the United States said that doesn't look like a recession to me. Yeah. The economic advisor says virtually no signals suggest there is a recession. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said it's not a recession; it's a transition.
1: So can we? So you're you're the you're writing the story.
0: You're going to deliver the story at the top of the hour for all the listeners. What are you going to (laughs) say?
1: The president says we're not in a recession, but the numbers prove
0: otherwise. Yes. Yes, that's why you're so good at your job. Of course it's a recession. Why are we being so stupid about this? I don't understand. And before we hit the brakes, I want calls on this. Muriel Bowser turned down. She actually signed a piece of paper denying uh, the president then, Trump, from sending National Guard to D.C. to protect the city, um, is now showing her hypocrisy. You've got to give me this on the way to the break because this is, she's literally saying Trump was right, I'm an idiot.
1: From Fox News, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is asking the National Guard to mobilize in an effort to deal with the migrants that are being bused to the city from southern states. The mayor, who has championed accepting migrants entering the country illegally as a human rights issue, requested the D.C. National Guard be activated indefinitely to assist with what she called a humanitarian crisis. Bowser is asking the D.C. Armory be used as a processing center and D.C. National Guard resources be used to help field migrants as they arrive by bus. Migrants by the busloads have been sent to the Capitol by GOP Governors Greg Abbott of Texas and Doug Ducey of Arizona as a political statement over President Biden's handling of the immigration crisis at the southern border. Bowser has vocally complained about the migrant surge in her city, suggesting those entering the country are being tricked into coming to D.C., but stressed it is a federal issue that demands a federal response.
0: Okay. Keep in mind, it is illegal For the federal government to send National Guard troops to a state or to a district or to an area without it being requested. They can't just show up and start knocking on doors and just locking people up or or processing illegal aliens. Trump offered the National Guard preemptively, knowing that January 6th was going to be a big rally and we didn't want anything to get out of hand. On January 4th, I'm told by Cash Patel, he has the paperwork to prove it, Muriel Bowser and either Nancy Pelosi or the the chief of the Capitol Police, and Pelosi oversees them, signed a piece of paper denying any National Guard troops coming into either D.C. or to the Capitol to protect them. Now she's saying she's requesting National Guard to deal with illegal aliens that are in Washington, D.C., that she welcomed to Washington, D.C., Because she seems to think National Guard can help solve the problem of overcrowding, of a bunch of illegals being there, a bunch of people feeling as though they're unsafe now because there are people from outside coming in, something she could have done two days before January 6th, but never did. And she wants us to take her seriously. It's just like Eric Adams two days ago saying, because a year ago he said, yeah, we're a sanctuary city, bring all the illegals, Gonna have translation services and everything. Well, two days ago or three days ago, Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, said, we need funding from the feds. We need help from the feds. These people are idiots. And they thought, I guess they thought we would forget. So your thoughts about her turning down National Guard on January 6th, now asking for National Guard after saying we invite all illegals to come here, Eric Adams doing the same thing in New York City. 888 pags 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. Appreciate you stopping by. It'll be campus reform at the bottom of the hour about eight minutes from now, nine minutes from now. Nanniness on campus, craziness on campus. You won't believe some of these stories. It turns out the ratio of liberal to uh, conservative professors at, at Harvard will blow your mind. It's even worse than you thought it was. We'll have that story for you also the fact that people are attacking these uh, these pregnancy centers that are just trying to give women a safe harbor to go in uh, if they're going through a rough pregnancy or they're, they're trying to deal with what's going on. Uh, they're, they're planning on having the child. For some reason, they're under attack because they want to help the woman make it through and help the child to live. It's all very strange. So we'll have that for you. Bottom of the hour, make sure you stick around. Right now, taking calls on Muriel Bowser, on Eric Adams, on these lefties who are all doing an about-face on not wanting National Guard, on not wanting federal help. These are the people that were inviting illegal aliens to go to their cities, and suddenly they want help from the National Guard. It's 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 even twice as ironic with Bowser because she said no to the offer from Trump for National Guard troops to protect D.C. on January 6th. Meantime, I've got to tell you about Eden Pure's thunderstorm. It's great. It just is. It smells like a thunderstorm came through the area where this is plugged in, and it doesn't take up any floor space. It's not one of these big air purifiers. that takes up a bunch of space. You just plug it right into the outlet, and that's where it is, on the wall. And it's going to give you that that scent of a fresh sort of thunderstorm just came through, fresh, clean air, and you're, you're going to love it. Over 265,000 of these have been sold already. You know that it must work, and more of them are flying off the shelves every day. I'm going to save you a bunch of money today. You're going to take care of those litter box smells, the trash can, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. They're no match, and no filters to buy either. are going to save you money that way, too. It's a fraction of the cost compared to the air purifiers that can go for over $600. Going to get you a three-pack for under $200 right now. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. Shipping is also free, EdenPureDeals.com, and the discount code is PAGS3. Make that happen. We me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you. Austin, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. <clears throat>
2: I was just saying, like, on, on the Bowser situation, you know, I feel like January 6th dominating the news cycle right now, it, it, it's all by design. And, you know, with the National Guard uh, hampering those plans,
1: you know, um, January 6th wouldn't have been able to stay in the news cycle the way it
2: is right now and be, and, and try to be used as a political weapon against Trump. So, of course, of course, uh, she would pretend the National Guard doesn't exist in a moment like that because it's not politically advantageous for her.
0: Right, but I mean, how does she think she's going to go away from the, the label hypocrite by asking for them now?
2: Uh, I don't think they care about getting away from the label hypocrite. I think by now they have just they just kind of own that title.
0: Well, I agree with you, but I don't think they think so. Austin, I appreciate that. Open line now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. You know, it's, it's crazy to me because, I mean, a lot of what he just said is, is true because it just rolls off their back. It's as if it just doesn't stick. These people are Teflon. But they're not in my mind. They're not in your mind either. They're not in your eyes either. You see that Joe Biden doesn't look like Joe Biden anymore. You see that he can't cognitively make it through any sort of reading of a piece of paper or a speech off of a teleprompter. You see that suddenly he disappears after making a fool of himself uh, a couple of days before. I mean, we see this. We know that there's something wrong here. We know that he's not running the country. We know that Corinne Jean-Pierre was hired because of social justice, because she's black, gay, and female. She even announced that on day one. But we also know that she was hired because she's very good at just saying nothing. She doesn't say anything, spins and lies and says nothing. You've got these economic advisors that are saying nothing. You've got an energy secretary who doesn't know anything about energy. You've got a transportation secretary that doesn't know anything about transportation. You've got military members that are pushing, or military leaders that are pushing woke pronouns And as we see the attrition on our ranks, don't seem to care that we're we're getting fewer in numbers in our military. So as much as Bowser might not worry about the term hypocrite, she's got to be voted out. The Congress has to be overturned. And turned over, I mean, in November. And you've got to see Biden or whoever runs as a Democrat in 2024 lose badly. Enough is enough already. I mean, this is just dumb. Keep it here. Campus reform when we come back. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young man on. He's another uh, young enterprising reporter from um, from campusreform.org. It's Jesse Hughes from Liberty University in Virginia. Jesse, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing? You are doing great. I agree with you. Um, we're, we're, we're doing very well, although we're watching like uh, uh, people redefining words like recession. It turns out it's not a recession, Jesse. It's a transition. Uh, and I wonder what, what what young, you know, happening people like you who are still in college think when you see the administration of the United States of America really not telling the truth when it comes to even word definitions they're redefining everything to make it look good Biden walked out and said uh job growth and things have been great and for 18 months this and that I wouldn't call that a recession then he walked away without taking questions Uh, are people your age college age talking about stuff like this do you care about the word recession
2: I'll tell you what, I don't know if we're necessarily talking about the word and the words that are used, but we're definitely talking about the impacts. Every single day, I see uh, friends of mine, uh, colleagues of mine, myself, even talking about, you know, these outrageous prices on food, on groceries and stuff, um, especially for us college students because, you know, we got to eat and the ramen diet is good sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> and there, there are some things... Uh, especially with like gas prices and everything. There are some things, we see the effects of it, even if uh, we don't necessarily talk about the language used. But honestly, I'm not surprised. The left loves to redefine language. They did it with the word woman. They're doing it with the word recession. I don't think we should be that surprised, honestly.
0: It's uh, Jesse Hughes. He's from uh, Campus Reform. Go and check out everything they do. These young reporters are getting it done every day. Campusreform.org. A uh, student at Liberty University. Liberty certainly a university that cares about the Constitution and, and certainly more conservative. So I'm guessing there's a lot of pushback. Does anybody who's more liberal go to that college or not?
2: So uh, there, there's a few people um, that are a little bit further to the left at Liberty. Not that many. I'd say about maybe, I don't know, out, one out of every 250 students you encounter might be a little bit more left leaning. Yeah. I know 2020 uh, about 89 to 90% of the campus population that voted on campus voted for Trump. Yeah. And that's even factoring in the ones that went home to vote or maybe voted by the mail. So the vast, vast majority of students uh, love the Constitution. Love God. Love America. And you have a few in there that maybe have a bit more left-leaning views. But even among them, most of them aren't even there for the political aspect. They're just there because it's a Christian school.
0: And it's a great education. It is, uh, again, Jesse Hughes. Go and check out what he does at CampusReform.org. Uh, what's interesting to me is that um, we, we've got we, we've got a school like yours where we can really gauge – What's going on in the Republican Party? And here's what I mean. When you're hanging out with your with your cohorts there at Liberty, um, do you guys talk about the fact that Mike Pence is now anti-Trump? Do you talk about the fact that you've got people like Kinzinger and Cheney and Romney who pretend they're Republicans, yet they're anti-Trump? I mean, the Trump movement is still real. The America First movement is real. He's going to announce very soon. I, f- I feel it in my bones. Um, and I can't believe that the Republican Party is flintering. What, what sort of conversations do you have about that? Well, most
2: people I know on campus... Uh, they pay attention to the issues. They pay attention to what's going on, and they can they can see through some of the lies and some of the some of the sham that we've got going on. They know that you know lame duck Speaker Pelosi and her sham witch hunt. They can see through that stuff. Um, we the conversations we have are usually more. We try to focus on the, the issues that we're all united around. Some of the stuff that we're more positive about, especially now in the wake of the Dobbs decision and the right. Roe v. Wade being overturned. Liberty is probably the most pro-life campus I know of. And so I know as soon as we get back on campus, it's going to be a celebration unlike anything you've ever seen.
0: Good. And I think that's a very good thing. It's uh, Jesse Hughes. Follow him on Twitter at jhughes1776. Great handle. All right, let's get into some of these stories. Crisis pregnancy centers near campuses vandalized. I- I'm always stunned when I hear these stories. You're talking about centers that that literally just want to help the the, the mother and they want to preserve life, and they're being attacked through vandalism and violence. Fill me in on where this is happening. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So since the um, in May when the Dobbs opinion was first leaked and you had people um, starting to go and protest outside the justices' homes and everything, that's when violence really started to uptick. Um, Since then, I think there's been somewhere in the 40s the number of uh, crisis pregnancy centers across the country that have been uh, attacked by radical leftist groups like Jane's Revenge, And five of them have been near, uh, they're named in the article, have been near college campuses, whether it be in Ohio, in uh, Pennsylvania, in Texas, or even in Lynchburg, Virginia, where Liberty is at, you know, the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center. And when I heard the news on that one, that one was especially heartbreaking and especially personal because through our Students for Life group, we've done all kinds of work with them and for them, whether it be fundraisers and donation drives or trying to help out women in our community. So that one was personal. That one was heartbreaking.
0: I mean, the thing is, disagree with me if you want. That's cool. That's American. If you don't disagree, you just all get along. It's kind of weird. Um, right. So disagree if you want. Let's have that discussion. Let's have that argument. But to use violence to burn down buildings, to vandalize buildings, to damage their the, the entrances and so on, I don't know what they're achieving. They're literally proving that they are the the side of violence, the side of terminating you know unborn babies, um, the, the side that, that doesn't understand that life is – uh, is something that should be treasured. I mean, do they think they're winning anybody over by doing this? I think that they live in a bubble.
2: You know, they you, you've heard the expression about those that live in ivory towers. Yes. I pretty sure they live in a bubble. And their bubble is filled with hate-filled rhetoric. It's filled with violent rhetoric. And it's no surprise when you have people like Senator Chuck Schumer going up on the steps of the Supreme Court saying to sitting Supreme Court justices, you know, you've unleashed the whirlwind and you're going to pay the price. Yeah. And then you have... People like uh, Senator Pocahontas, I mean uh, Elizabeth Warren, going through and saying like um, that we need to shut down these crisis pregnancy centers, and as her justification, she uses some of the misinformation that she claims to hate so much.
0: It's uh, it's stunning to me that they get away with it. Uh, do you know of anybody who's been prosecuted or arrested for doing these uh, doing these damages to these crisis centers? I don't. I was- name somebody, but I can't, you know,
2: it's it's really heartbreaking to see. And I know as in the Lynchburg area with Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center, I know the police fair are working hard to figure out, you know, who did it. They're trying to find um, out who was responsible for this attack so that they can prosecute. Them. But as far as I know, nobody's been prosecuted. The only people that have been arrested are the 17 Democrats that went out in front of the Supreme Court and had their little cheap photo op and faked getting handcuffed to have a little Uh, cheap photo ops for political points but besides that i can't name a single person that has faced any consequence for this
0: and i by the way don't call them that that an arrest i mean they were faking with their hands behind their back like they were handcuffed and suddenly they could make a fist they got a 50 dollars fine and basically a ticket and afterwards the capitol police all took pictures with them so i'm not even going to call that uh, that being arrested that was a a photo op as you just said it is (laughs) uh go ahead so say it again
2: That's that's the closest thing I can name to somebody facing
0: anything. And and that's sad because we should have all sorts of people being rounded up, but they don't want to round them up because the current administration agrees with them. It's Jesse Hughes. Go and follow him, Hughes, 1776 on Twitter. He's a correspondent from campusreform.org. There's a survey out, liberal faculty at Harvard. It turns out they outnumber conservatives by even more than I thought. Fill us in. Yeah,
2: so a recent survey was conducted by a Harvard student newspaper, that found that about 82% of the faculty at Harvard identified as liberal, while only 1% identified as conservative. And even more shocking than that survey, only 25% of faculty said that they would even be in favor of hiring more conservatives so there'd be a little bit more intellectual diversity. Honestly, I'm not surprised by that one. Uh, We all know that the left, uh, their ideas don't win in the court of public opinion, no matter how much they try and play it up. And so the only option they have is to silence all dissent. It's The only option they have is to, if you think that Trump was a good president or even an okay president, canceled. If you think that the last couple of years under this current administration have been
0: not that great, or as I would put, a
2: disaster, you yeah. are silent. So they don't want more intellectual diversity, and I'm not surprised
0: by it. I don't know why people continue to go there unless they just want to be in the same choir. I guess that's the only reason why you would go there. I would never go there as a conservative guy. It's uh, Jesse Hughes. Jesse, Governor vetoes Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Where did this happen?
2: Yeah, so that happened in Pennsylvania. Governor Tom Wolf uh, vetoed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which would have returned common sense to the state of Pennsylvania, saying that if you're a biological male, you can only compete a bit against biological males in college and high school if you're a biological female, You can only compete against biological females in uh, college and high school athletics. He called it discriminatory, but what I call discriminatory is still in the spotlight away from women that have worked hard to get to where they're at, like Leah Thomas and that whole situation. So I... You know, 19 states have already enacted uh, similar legislation, so I don't know what Governor Wolf, who's advising him or where he decided this was a good idea, but I think that the rest of the country is moving to the direction of common sense while he's trying to stay behind.
0: What's interesting is that, that you're a hip young guy, and I'm, I'm a hip older guy, um, but we've fallen into the trap of saying biological. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Leah Le- Le- it- Thomas is a male, period. He's an XY i 'm um, an X y you 're an XY if you have 18 x's and a y you 're still male if you have right. no y then you 're female that's the, the rule should be the NCAA XX swimming meet. you know what I mean uh, and if uh, if you do it that way chromosomally they can 't argue the point but this guy is as tall as i am he's 6'1". he 's six one he 's slender he 's got long limbs he 's got a bigger heart capacity bigger lung capacity than the women and he is somebody who hasn 't changed anything about his genitalia and he 's walking around the locker room with women and we're we're, we're we're sitting here, you know, we're, we're falling for it. Now you did nothing wrong because if you don't say biological on Twitter, you kick, you get kicked off. I just say XY and XX now, um, but we really have fallen into that. This governor in his response, calling it discriminatory to tell men they can't compete against the women, is an idiot. Um, but but ha, ha, let me ask you that: Has your generation, by and large, been pushed by social media to change your verbiage even?
2: I, I think that in some ways with a lot of issues, um, you definitely are starting to see a shift in language. But hopefully, the thing that makes me hopeful is, especially now, um, as especially after the Leah Thomas thing and all of that went down, I can see a shift happening, not only culture-wide, but especially in my generation, where people are starting to up and realize, oh, wait, uh, maybe this isn't a good idea. And, you know, my generation, we were the generation that grew up being told that you can't hurt anybody's feelings and that you have to be nice and that you have to be politically correct. But now we're starting to see the fruits of that. And we're starting to say, uh, no, that ain't happening.
0: Good. And I'm glad to hear that because as more governors act stupidly like this, we need more young people's voices to to rise up because people call me a boomer and I don't really matter as much. Um, they can't accuse you of that. Um, and again, I think your generation speaking out about this is a wonderful thing, but we have really fallen into that trap biological male is no different than me saying male, but the word biological somehow gets us away from the Twitter, you know, censor, which is very strange. Uh, it is uh, Jesse Hughes. Uh, go follow him at J Hughes, 1776 and Hughes is H U G H E S. He's a great follow, a great young reporter from campus reform. One last one, Columbia under scrutiny for allegedly submitting false info to rankings site. Now, what is this?
2: Yeah. So Columbia university has fallen under uh, scrutiny, a professor at Columbia realized, wait a second, some of the stuff that we're putting on these ranking sites about our class sizes, about the educational level of our faculty and about stuff like that is not matching up with what's actually the deal with, you know, internal reports coming through and everything. And he first leaked the story. And so now because of it, Columbia went from being one of the top 3 schools ranked in the nation on news sites like US News to now they're just completely off the list cuz wow. they got caught lying.
0: So in in other words they they were they were literally lying about the the um the faculty's level of knowledge. I I'm not what exactly was was being ranked and what did they lie about?
2: Yeah, so um uh ranking sites like this usually take into account stuff like Um, How many students are in a class? What's the faculty to student ratio? You know, what's the highest level of um, education? Some of the faculty have those kinds of things, class sizes and everything. And they were not being truthful about some of those facts and some of those statistics. And it took a math professor to figure it out and to catch the lie and the only reason he did is because he realized that there's a discrepancy between internal reports and what's on these news websites
0: it, it's been almost 40 years since i went to college so um this is going to affect the the number of people who want to enroll right if you're going to go to a ranking site and i'm 17 18 years old i'm going to go see what what are the top ranked colleges and this is going to get the more students more money more tuition that's that's the problem right
2: Absolutely. And honestly, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say it. I'm not surprised that some of these colleges are lying about their stats to try and get more people, because when you look, we're facing one of the largest enrollment declines in history because a lot of these colleges are pushing some of this woke ideology, some of this gender ideology, like we were just discussing yeah. and these radical covid policies. Uh, luckily, I can say that my school, Liberty University, bucked that trend in 2021. We said no to mask mandates. We said no to vaccine mandates. And because of that, we had the largest freshman class ever recorded at our school. And this year, this fall, in a couple of weeks when we go back, it's only predicted to be larger because we said enough is enough. We're not following this stuff. And we're going to be truthful about what we report. While these other universities are facing large declines, they're scrambling to get students, and the only option that apparently they have is to lie.
0: It is uh, Jesse Hughes. He's from um, campusreform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. Check out the great uh, stories these young reporters are doing. Before I let you go, give me maybe 30 seconds or so on, on this question. You're studying law, right? Yes, sir. So as you study law and you watch the Supreme Court make constitutional textualist decisions on on big issues like whether you can pray after a football game in seattle or or whether you can uh whether abortion is a federal thing or the state should be able to rule on abortion or gay marriage or whatever as you see how the left is trying to pack the court get rid of the court uh, put term limits on the on the justices if you're studying law you've got to study law by the books but the left in this country is literally trying to change what the law can and can't do and trying to say the Constitution is some antiquated nothing. Let's not worry about that. Let's do our own thing through executive fiats. And Congress is now going to pass laws to codify everything. So long, long question, short answer, if you don't mind. Um, has, it, has it made you waver waiver at all in your want and your desire to be a lawyer and somebody who studies law and, and does law as a profession knowing that it's changing?
2: Honestly, no, it's even, it's galvanized me even more to go in there and to shake up the system and to fix these crazy things that they're trying to put in place. You know, some of them are even trying to rewrite the books, but just like when you're writing the story for campus reform, you got to go back to the source. You got to go back to the original documents and see what was the intent of this law was the intent of this constitutional amendment. But seeing some of the things that are going on, it doesn't discourage me. It just makes me want to go in there, kick the hornet's nest, and shake things up and try and fix what they're trying to screw up.
0: Oh, good, because I think we need guys like you uh, to be practicing law who actually know the law and care about what it says. It's uh, Jesse Hughes. Jesse, thanks a million for coming on. Go to campusreform.org. Check out everything he does and everybody else does over there. And uh, let's do it again. I appreciate it. Of
2: course, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Right, great to have you. We enjoy having the young reporters on from Campus Reform. Let me just, I want to close with this story, then we'll give it to some pop culture. Sesame Place controversy. Black family files $25 million racial discrimination lawsuit after viral character snub. Now, I, we've all seen this video. If you haven't seen the video, go and look it up. Um, and just, look it, just put in Sesame Place and racism or something. this will pop up. And there's some character that's going through a parade line, and he's high-fiving, and he's waving, he's hugging people. And he looks at a uh, these, these couple of black kids and he just sort of waves them off and keeps on going. And I get it. It was a snub. But they're suing for $25 million. More on that story tomorrow. Let's do some pop culture. I pulled right, not much time. But what do you have? So uh, Chris Rock
2: was doing a, a show over the weekend. And he finally made a comment, I guess, regarding the whole Will Smith thing. He yep. ba- basically saying, like, of course, like, the slap hurt. He's like, but, you know, he's like, I'm not a victim. He's like, I... Went to work the next
0: day. So, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Bye. This is the Joe Peg
1: Show.